0: South Africa! Acknowledge me. Teresa Kanzi. Theresa Kanzi.
1: The views expressed on this podcast do not...
0: Airstrike. The mother of all airstrikes. You are listening to the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike.
1: Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country. Di ay vula land on Mike And straight into episode 61. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Last week I was not here because I had a well-deserved long weekend and a break. And I hope you too enjoyed your long weekend last week. Oh, my one was perfect. Oh, it was perfect. I spent some time with mi amor. And man, 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 man. Those were just lovely times. Anyway, here's what's coming your way on episode 61. I'll take you through things that have piqued my interest in the past week, such as Berita's guitar. I'll play you music from Nasty Irvi and Alpito Musimon about self-hate. Before I do all those lovely, amazing, creative things, I first have to go through Ezi ingoma zazimamelwa ngabazali ingoma ezimtaka that they used to listen to back in the days today we are listening to this manyalas Jahim, Just in Case, released in 2001. This is the dirty song your elders used to listen to. Mandinge lyrics. In verse 1, Jahim says, Think of how we made love almost anywhere. Haven't I taken you almost everywhere? Think of all the things that, that we shared. Then imagine me not there. Oh." Giving you more carrots than a rabbit got you living lavish. Anything I've got, you can have it. Baby, I'll do magic. I'll do all I can to keep you satisfied. So just in case I don't make it home tonight, baby. Verse 2 Haven't I made you feel so special as your man Held your hand. Never letting go. Let you hold the keys to the legs. Ha! To drive. Gave you all you need and more. As long as I'm alive. Even from the heavens up above. I'll shine out our love. Too much is never enough. Oh! You're all I want. Even when I'm gone. Your love will carry on. It's just that strong, so just in case. Chorus? Just in case I don't make it home tonight, let me make love to you for the last time, baby. Wanna cherish each moment like the last, cause baby, you're all that I have, so just in case. Okay, Gengoku. So, what I'm getting from this song is that Okay, Utataku is probably gonna go out. And maybe back then, he was Ikenza. Yeah, he's gonna go out and hustle. And Kulendo ya hustling. Akako sure, no ukuba, he will make it back home. Okay, yes, don't, let me not think negatively. Maybe Utataku was a soldier back then. And he feels like, as he is about to go out on duty, he might not make it back home because of his work. If Agalo Choni, then maybe he was a policeman. assas, I'm just making assumptions here, okay? What I am trying to understand is that, why is it that on the day he feels like it might be his last day on planet Earth, why is it that on top of his mind, The reason why he wants to spend his last moments with Umamako. What he wants to do is the TSI, the Tsi, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas. Why is the TSI, the Tsi, the only thing on top of his mind as he feels like this day might be his last day on planet earth? Do you know why he feels that way? It's because utatako, just like you, right now, in your young years, in your youthful years, with high testosterone and sexual hormone levels, the TSI, the sexual intercourse, the manyalas, are on top of your mind as always. That's why utatako was thinking about the manyalas back then in 2001. Because he was young and his hormones were raging. Same applies to umamaku. Ako generation emsulwa apa kulomshaba. No generation is pure and clean. No, 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 no. no, Each and every generation goes through the period where the only thing that is on top of their minds is their manyalas. I mean, On the day he feels like it could be his last day on planet earth, he could have thought of just spending the whole day with his woman, cuddle and talk about how much he loves his woman. But no, not utata aku. The only thing he wanted to do was the manyalas. And this is the same person whom today would frown on you for sa. Or for Ukutaka. As if in their youth, Ukutaka or Ukutakisa was not top of the agenda for the day. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. They like to portray themselves Abazali Betu, as if, born in their youth, they did not think about the Manyalas. The only thing they thought about was creating a greater future for themselves and for you as their children. And they did not have time for the Manyalas. The Manyalas were top of the agenda. When Jahim says, Think of how we made love almost anywhere. Haven't I taken you almost everywhere? So basically, what he is saying is that "Abazali etu did the manyalas anywhere. So, kule lounge le kuyo right now. It could have been the venue in which the manyalas happened. Yes, absolutely. If those couches that you're sitting on right now have been around since 2001, or two thousand and five, etc. etc. Chances are, the very same cushions were used for the manyalas. Hi, a Lounge, dear dining room. If you are listening to me right now in the dining room, sitting on that chair, whether it is an armchair or not an armchair, chances are, the T sexual intercourse happened. On top of that chair that you're currently sitting on and listening to the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. Hi Mandipu, make a dining room, dear bathroom. If you're listening to the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike while you are taking a bath or you are having a shower, chances are the tzi, the sexual intercourse, happened in that particular venue that you are in right now, in that house. Okay Mandipu, may in. Dear Pa if it so happens that your parents have had the car since 2018, chances are the seats that you are seated on whether front or Raanye back have been at some point the venue for thet, the sexual intercourse. As it is documented, I have evidence I am not like Berita's guitar. I say things with evidence. The evidence in front of me says, Abazali Bako had the sexual intercourse itzi anywhere and almost everywhere.
2: Up on the shanti so hung up on her I'm hung up on the shanti so hung up on her I'm hung up I'm hung up I'm hung up so hung up on the shanti I'm hung up I'm hung up I'm hung up I've been about you, so sad that I can't find you, girl. I've been crying for you. I miss you, Ashanti, my baby. You never there when I call. You never give me time. I gave you my all, but you don't want to be mine. You never there when I call. You never give me time. I gave you my all, but you don't want to be mine. I'm hung up on the shanty. So hung up on her. I'm hung up on the shanty. So hung up on her. I'm hung up. I'm hung up. I'm hung up. So hung up on the shanty. I'm hung up. I'm hung up. I'm hung up. I'm hung up.
1: Deep House Music on the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. This is music from Nasty Irvi, Hung Up on Ashanti. And without wasting any time, let me get into what has piqued my interest this past week. And I have to start off with Irv Gotti. Oh my word. Oh my word. I aye, 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 Look man, six minutes into the Drinking Champs episode, Irv Gotti got into his relationship with Ashanti. The man couldn't go 15 minutes without mentioning Ashanti. Even though he won't admit it, but he's still hurting. Yeah. And he is still in love with Ashanti. Now here's the thing. It is so sad to watch someone's father Still hurting about a woman he was once in love with over 20 years ago. Ashanti is living rent free in Irv Gotti's mind. Now, this is a man who's got children, who's got an ex wife, who's got baby mamas, etc. And everyone who knows him in his private circle, including his children, is watching this man embarrassing himself on international TV. The whole thing was said to watch. And you could see Ja Rule's body language. Uguba, yo man, my man's is hurting. My man hasn't dealt with the breakup he had with Ashanti. My mans is still in love with this woman. If my mans was given an opportunity to rekindle his love with this particular woman, my mans would take that opportunity with both his hands. Imagine your father behaving the way Irv Gotti was behaving in that interview over a woman he was lost in a relationship with over 20 years ago. Ipsungu into of not being able to get over your ex-partner. Ipsungu serious. You could see in the man's eyes no man. This OG is still in love with this woman. And by the way, Ashanti is flippin' gorgeous. She has always been gorgeous. I guess Ashanti is one of those women whom know they are beautiful. And throughout her teens and early 20s, in that her beauty still stands today in her 40s. Usually, with some beautiful women, by the time they hit age 28 and upwards, they are already washed up. So, Ashanti, like Tembisiete, for example, and therefore, they are still beautiful till this day. Another one is Janet Jackson, Tony Braxton. Those are other good examples that young women can look up to in terms of maintaining your beauty and your standards as a woman so that they can I think it's one of those things, Shem. That really gets to Earth Gotti because I think maybe back then when he broke up with Ashanti, because he thought to himself that you know what, because this woman done me this way, she will probably end up being washed up. Can't you know? O life had other plans for o Ashanti. That's why, maybe one of the reasons why this guy is still hurting over Ashanti is because she isn't washed up. That's the part where he even says that now you have to understand he has been with women who are much more beautiful than Ashanti. That gomba no man, no man. Eli Timer will never get over his breakup with Ashanti ever ever again. And that is someone's father. And throughout that interview, Shem, I kept on thinking about this man's children and how they feel watching their father just embarrass himself like that. Let me move on to this and Berita's guitar has made a comeback once again. Let me play that jingle. Berita's guitar had a terrible week. He got sued for defamation after a judge ordered him to pay Shimza 200,000 rand and also settle his legal fees. The dude clearly didn't have evidence to back up his claims that Shimza benefited from corrupt means to get business from the government. We are a You as a person. Because now he got sued. Remember a while back, Berita's guitar boasted that he had like over 200k in his savings, cash in hand. Whenever he wants to use the money, he can use it. So I guess, Loyo has been chilling there in his savings account for this particular reason. And itika everything in life happens for a reason. So, yeah, now he clearly thought Uguba, the money he has been saving was for other things. Can't he know? Yon kege la mali, la 200k will end up in Shimza's pocket. All for being a dumb fuck. If you're gonna say things about people, you must always have solid and concrete evidence. If you don't, you get sued, just like Berita's guitar. And I am hoping that. These current events will make Berita's guitar take a long break from social media, especially Twitter. And I hope he comes back sometime next year with a different attitude and mindset. Although I feel like I'm asking for too much, but let's hope that happens. And another thing Berita's guitar did was that it was only a matter of time before. Berita's guitar would start talking smack about Berita. Last week he tweeted, and I quote, I married her because she is different, but two years in lockdown made her lose her self-esteem, and now she's faking confidence by trying to be a sleigh queen. It's sad to watch, but she's my wife. I will stand by her, no matter what the devil may do to make me turn on her i got faith close quote it sounds like the devil has already made beritas guitar to turn on his wife it was only a matter of time i think we all expected this to happen one day and that day eventually came because the unpredictabilities of beritas guitar actually make beritas guitar very predictable we all predicted that this would happen. He's now talking smack about his ex wife. And chances are he will continue to do so from time to time. That's if he doesn't take a break from social media and also making appearances on other podcasts. And Any Indo, honestly speaking, uperita zaibonando. Because To the majority of the nation. I promise you that 99.99999% of the nation didn't see what Berita saw in Berita's guitar. Lastly, let me move on to this very interesting story that's happening here in Cape Town. The residents of Table View are very unhappy about a proposed low-cost housing development near their doorstep. The proposed development is called Happy Valley. The irony. Listen to this. David Ayers from the Greater Table View Action Forum said people who would live in the area would have to travel great distances to places of employment and use a disproportionate amount of their income to travel as if underprivileged people haven't been doing that since the dawn of democracy. The organization says the city of Cape Town is proposing the densification of the greater table view area instead of adhering to policy and densify the inner city areas, areas that are close to work opportunities. Here's what's really going on here in Cape Town, especially with this particular story. You see, people who live in these predominantly white areas, such as your Cape Town inner city, your Table Views, your Blobergs, Milnerton, Claremont, Weinberg, Constantia, Bishops Courts, Kemp's Bay, Clifton, all these, these predominantly white areas, what they do not want is social cohesion. They don't want their areas to be near areas for low-cost housing. They love and enjoy their exclusivity. So, this person from this particular organization and everyone who is part of that organization, they are trying to shift blame to the city of Cape Town and saying whatever they just said. Of which, by the way, is true. They are blaming the city of Cape Town for not adhering to their own policies Of creating social cohesion by developing low cost housing in Cape Town inner city. And the reason why they've pointed this out is because they too, just like the city of Cape Town, do not want people from the Cape Flats and other disadvantaged areas near their doorsteps. These housing developments that have been happening in Cape Town for the past 15 years have been happening a few kilometers away from the city center. Underprivileged people have been paying a lot of money for transportation from home to work and back. They've been doing so for so many years, since the dawn of democracy. And they continue to do so. Because the city of Cape Town will tell the nation, especially the province, that it does not have space for low-cost housing in the inner city. The space that has been available has been given to developers whom have got strong and tight connections with officials within the DA government. These people are buddy-buddy with each other. And as you know, if there is such a relationship, it means uguba. All parties involved benefit from such developments. Places like Woodstock have been given to private developers to develop their own units in those areas. Ezondao Ezor could have been used for low cost housing, but not according to the DA government. No ways. So, it means, it is possible that some within the DA have been financially benefiting from these developments in Cape Town. So, doesn't that smell like corruption? I am asking, it is just a ask. You make up your mind. Are you about to host a party at a club, Chisanyama or restaurant and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. to lisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started.
2: All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints.
0: No, the North Africans they're always bullying. Everybody, always. They bully the referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They're gonna lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerachis win with a the, with the reference mistake?
2: The yeah, Baroka players disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench, who are sitting there, disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting
1: in the cold there in the stands.
2: So, what are you being
1: so about? A 28-year-old South Korean woman, has undergone 15 surgeries since 2016 and has spent more than 1 million rand just to look like Kim Kardashian. She says she looks like a completely different person, she looks western and some of her Korean family members don't recognize her anymore. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the highest degree of self-hate. What level of self-hate does a person have to reach in order to spend so many years and so much money changing how they look in order to look like another person they look up to? This is so sad. So sad on so many fronts. She hates the fact that she is South Korean. She hates the fact that she is Asian. She hates the tribe of which she comes from. She hates the fiber of her being. This is so sad. The worst thing about this whole story is that after 15 surgeries, this woman is not even close to looking like Kim Kardashian. Therefore, she is not winning. The only people who have been winning in this case are those surgical doctors. They have been making a lot of money from this dumb, hateful woman who is hating on herself. I guess on the flip side, there is a silver lining. In that, this woman is not hating on another person or somebody else. In her particular case, she is hating on herself. So, this is self-inflicted hate. She is only damaging herself and no other person. That is the silver lining. Now, let's think about the people who love her, such as her parents. Guess what? Throughout her 15 surgeries, her parents have been paying for some of those surgeries. So, we are Lento of self-hate is deep. She got the self-hate from her own parents. It is clear ukuba her parents too hate themselves. Why would you want to change your culture, your history, etc. This is what she's doing. She is changing all those things just to be westernized and look like her idol. Mind you, her idol, as everybody knows, is not appearing in her most natural way. She too had to go a lot of surgeries to look the way she looks. There's nothing natural about Kim Kardashian. Everything was surgically modified and as a person, she has got the right to do so, same as with this particular woman. But... The reasons for doing so are totally different. Kim Kardashian had her own reasons to go under the knife. This particular one, her reasons were dumbfounded. She wanted to look like Kim Kardashian. For me, that is not reasonable enough. The reason why we come across successful people in this world is because successful people love themselves. They have long practiced self-love. That's why they are winning. Do you know how much hate a successful person had to go through in order to reach their success? And the reason why they did not fold was because they had self-love. As a person, if you do not love yourself, you will be easily destroyed. By what life throws at you. And by life, I mean people in particular. So to become the best that you can become as a person, you have to love yourself. Self-love comes first. That's why people are successful in whatever it is that they are doing. Lonaena, with her self-hate, She will not achieve anything in life because she hates herself. This, in my opinion, is not what being a human is about. Absolutely not. As people, as individuals, we are here on this planet living this life to love
0: ourselves.
1: Loving yourself will Drive you to have a much better life and achieve greater things. That's what self-love brings to a person. And I am saddened by this particular woman who spent so much time and resources and surgeries to look like another person. This is disgraceful. And with that being said, this brings me to the end of episode 61 of the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm back again next week for episode 62. Remember, whatever you do, never ever lose the child in you. Adios amigos and bonita damas.
0: Sept hand hun the airstrike.